You're listening to the Mind Made Wrong podcast, presented by Steel Maggie, episode number 16. Good day, my beautiful creators. How are you? You better say amazing, because that's going to make at least one of us. I will catch up to that energy by the end of our time today, because we all feed off each other, don't we? And energy is contagious, so I only want to catch the good shit, sweetheart. Speaking of incredibly beautiful creators with amazing energy, today I have a very special interview guest for you all. It is the bananas beautiful, lovely, vocalist, singer, extraordinaire, Dexy. Hello. Say hello to the people. Hello, everybody. How are you? (laughs) (laughs) They are absolutely amazing because I told them to be, so. Oh, definitely. Definitely. You don't don't ask for what you don't, you don't get what you don't ask for, right? No, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Lovely. I mean, I had to ask you and I got you. Hey. Hello. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was like, I mean, practice what you preach. Absolutely. Okay. So just before we get started, I want you to tell us all where we can find you right off the bat. Okay. Projects, so, Instagram, Twitter. Okay. So my Instagram is um, at xodexie, and that's spelled uh, X-O-D-E-X-I-E. Don't forget the E. Because uh, <laughs> a lot of people mix it up as D-E-X-I, and I'm like, no, there's an E at the end. Um, and then Twitter is Dexy Martin, and then um, my YouTube, I don't remember my exact URL, but just type in Dexy and you should be fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I, haven't, I haven't seen anyone with that that name at all so well good yeah of course I mean (laughs) trademark it (laughs) yeah trademark trademark yeah yeah trademark that shit I need to do that I need to trademark steel maggie I um I'm steel maggie hq on instagram because like someone randomly is like steel maggie and I looked and their their account and they're they're like inactive and I'm like what is wrong like what can I can we like I really like that though (laughs) I really like that though because it makes me think of like still Maggie headquarters or something yeah yeah I know it's like this is this is the world this is the universe this is me I don't know if you know of an artist called femme 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 yeah like Like f-e-m-m-e yeah I I that sounds really familiar I can't say that like I like that I know them but I I know I've read that somewhere yeah she's this really cute little blonde like tiny like petite little pixie haircut um she I saw her at a Charlie XCX concert she was opening and um I followed her immediately because I loved her but um she was femme HQ obviously because femme is obviously taken um and so I kind of stole that from her so oh, we love that. We love that. I took my I took my XO Dexy from uh from a drag queen that I really like. Um because uh her her name is Sonique and um she obviously Sonique is taken, so she's XO Sonique and I like the XO because you know head and kisses. So I love it. See, it's 
something borrowed, something new, something old, something blue. It's all the same. No, uh, yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Everyone has someone else's Instagram handle. It's fine. All right. So I want to get into it. Um, okay. Talk to us. Reveal discuss, elaborate on how you started as a singer and how you found your true voice. Because guys, you're going to check, you're going to check Dexy out and you're going to just be floored by just the etherealness, like the celestial goddess of voice that is, I cried. Like <laughs> you sent me that cover and absolutely, oh my goodness. Okay. Anyway. Oh, well, thank, well, first off, thank you so much. Oh my God. Um, that is so nice. Um, you know, I still feel like that I am on a journey of finding my true voice, if that makes sense. Well, um, you fooled me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, like, because, okay, so I started out as um, a singer, like, when I was really, really young, actually. I was, I want to say about, like, three or four. <laughs> oh, and, yeah, of course. Yeah, three or four, and my mom started to notice that I could babble stuff in tune. And... Um, <laughs> Uh, she like, and I'm so thankful because like, because you know how like there's, there's some parents where they're like, you know what, well, we shouldn't push them towards being a musician because like they need a more stable kind of thing. Like, yeah, my, my parents were the kind of parents where they were like, they were so supportive of everything. So like, there's a bunch of home videos of me like growing up of like me standing in the front of the living room, just belting out and singing. And my mom's always like, woo, yeah, and everything. From the beginning, she was always like, she, she, she had such a belief in me. And like, I, I really feel like that instilled my passion for music because my mom was so passionate about me doing it. Yeah. She was so, passionate about you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is beautiful. Oh my goodness. That is so Thanks. rare too. Yeah, my, 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 my parents are, are my number one. And I always think like when I'm, you know, like either writing music or just going up to perform, I oh, like, even if, even if like my parents aren't there, I still pretend they're in the audience because like, just, just knowing that like that, that belief system is there to like push you up with your own belief. It, it, it's, it's just, it's just an extra thing where like you, you always give your best, even if like the, the ones you love aren't present, you know? Mm -hmm. Wow. So, but yeah, as far as um, like my true voice and everything, because obviously I am a transgender individual, um, I feel like, yes, the voice that I am singing with right now is, is it, I mean, it, it is true. It is the voice I was given, but mm -hmm. I, I, I feel like I'm still waiting for the voice that I need to get to. Oh, Okay. I, I completely see that, and I know your 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 voice has you know evolved for sure. Um, so that would mean, as you go through your transition um, with the hormones and everything, it would it would for, it would morph into your actual true vision of what you of what you want to sound like. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And but another another beautiful thing is also is. Um, when I, like, when you really think about it, does voice really have a gender in itself? No, absolutely not. That is so interesting. Because, um, yeah, because I've had a lot of deep talks, with, I mean, again, with my parents, because again, my parents are my number one support system. But um, I've had major talks with him about, like, my voice regarding my transition and everything. My mom made a, a really, really good point where she said, well, you're, she was like, 
sure you were born male, but she was like, but your voice doesn't know that. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> that is like so deep. I've never thought about it that way. I've never thought about that way. She's like, your voice doesn't know that. She said, your voice has the capability of going so low and so high. So who's to say that your voice is a male in the first place? You are other. You are, you have, you are the piano. <laughs> You're not. You know, <laughs> exactly, exactly. And, uh, and so that really also, like, I mean, I, I'm, I, I still want to evolve into the artist that I know I am meant to be and the artist I already am in a sense, but I'm just still waiting for that next level. But that next level comes with me fully coming into my true self. And so I feel like my, my true voice is going to come when I finally evolve into that true self. Wow. So. Okay. You just like, you, you came right off the bat, right off the bat. I'm already slain. <laughs> I'm already hit with with words. Um, so you, um, you're in school right now. Yes. Um, how is that? Um, talk to us. How is that? How is that going um, with your, how has that inspired some of the changes that have gone on? Obviously not with your transition, but how has that um, affected all of this? Okay, so I'm currently going into my third year studying uh, studying music industry studies at Cal Poly. Woo! And, uh, yeah, woo! And um, it's really inspired me to um, keep doing what I love to do, um, especially the Songwriter Showcase Ensemble that I just got into. Absolutely. Last, last semester, it was um, it was it was eye opening because like I got to work with people that work within the industry I want to go into and it was just so like it, it, it added fuel to the fire me being like this is it this is what I want to do and like when you see people who are so passionate about what they do it just incites so much change within yourself I just love Cal Poly's music program as well because it is such a circle of belief and support because like, you know how when you're in uh, I'm going to go off on a tangent. I'm sorry. Um, it's okay. But, no, please. This is the space. Like, you know how, like, when you're, I don't know, I don't know how your high school experience was, but, like, if you were, like, a music kid in high school, it was always, like, who has to be better than the other? Like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, Glee Club and Rachel Berry and all this shit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Yes, exactly. <laughs> like, it's, like, who has to be better than the other? And if you're better than me, I hate you that that like that environment is so toxic and it puts like such a damper on your your individuality and your uniqueness and everything and, and your you creativity wonder, like, yes and your creativity and it, it, it affects you so much and you start to wonder like is this what I'm supposed to be doing but then when you step into an environment like Cal Poly Pomona and their music department it really shows you that like all your questions and all your doubts and all your fears not that they're invalid because those are your thoughts and feelings, but like Cal Poly shows you that like you had no reason to be feeling like that in the first place because like it is such a close knit group of people that love you and want to see you do well and appreciate you for the talent and the art that you create. I think and they should pay you because you're, you're totally like <laughs> selling Cal Poly. Like, you need to get a percentage of all the tuition. You know what? If I could, I would, honey. But like, <laughs> I, 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 I love that program so much. I, cause uh, when I was, when I was going into, when I was going into my freshman year, I started out as a theater major because I let my 
I let my um, perception of people in music from high school um, deter my route in my college thinking. And that was one of the stupidest mistakes I've ever made in my life. And I just, I mean, I can't tell you how like, how inspiring it is to be in a program that not only looks at you seriously as a student, but they also look at you seriously as an artist. Yes, absolutely. You know, go, I, I went, you know, I met you there or um, at a party. But yeah. <laughs> I, I met party you. girls. Yes, party girls. <laughs> um, but I, uh, we went, um, we just missed each other, didn't we? <laughs> I graduated and then I met you and then I met you. Um, but I felt the exact same way. It was like, oh, it's not all cats and scratches, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So you were in the theater program. I didn't know about that. What, I, I, I what how did you make the change? I was only, I was only in the theater program for about like maybe like two or three weeks. Oh. Because yeah, I, I started in theater and I, I did a couple of classes in theater and everything, but then I started to realize I'm not singing. I'm not using my voice. And I started to miss that so much. And so I was looking through all like the, like the course catalogs and everything. And then um, my best friend, I met her at orientation. She was a music major and she was like, what are you doing? Just come to the music department if you miss your voice. And so, um, <laughs> you know, like, like your friends that have your best interest at heart, they know exactly what you're doing when, or what you need to do when you're going through that struggle. She was like, she was like, you miss your voice. The music department uses your voice. Come on, girl, let's go, let's go. So I, I went in there and then um, I started off as music education uh, because uh, my parents were all like, you should, uh, you should try to become a music teacher and be like more practical about where you want to go. And personally, I always think me being an artist is totally practical, but there's nothing wrong with a backup plan. But um, I started off in music ed, and then I realized that that wasn't what I wanted to do. And so then I moved to vocal performance, which I thought was exactly what I wanted to do. But I found that I was studying the kind of music that I wasn't necessarily interested in. Mm -hmm. And not to shit on classical music, because it's there for a reason. And that is like, that is standard. That is like beautiful music. It's just not for me. Right. It's, it's a, it's a means to an end when you're developing your voice and studying, but it's not, it's not what you want to do as an artist. No, yeah, exactly. And so then when I started looking into more of the music industry studies path, I, I found that like you, you are able to pursue what you want to do, all these recording classes, the internships, like there's so many opportunities for you to grow as the artist you want to be. And I just found that like, you know, this is what I want to do. So you know what, I'm going to go study what I want to do. And so it was a, it was a long journey into finding like where I belong. But as soon as I found that I, I am here, I am staying, I am grounded. I am ready to grow even more. Oh my goodness. Roots, roots. Yeah. You're, I'm now, okay. I was, I was low energy in the beginning and now I'm already fired up and it's been like 15 minutes. <laughs> roots. You got me going. I love it. Okay. Yeah. So we're going to do a little switch. Um, okay just so people can first hear you, hear your story, get to know you. Now, um, I wanna talk about the theme of this podcast, Mind Made Wrong. Okay. And I wanna ask you, was there ever a moment in your life when you felt or believed that your mind was made wrong? And if so, how did you go about the process of healing? Oh my God, I could go on 
<laughs> for so long about this. There, there, there have been many times in my life where I thought that I was made wrong and my mind was made wrong. Um, oh my goodness. Um, it's okay. It's okay. Oh just, so discuss. No, it's fine. Yeah. So, I mean, especially like with my, with, with, with my transition, like coming into who I am. I mean, um, I, I haven't always identified as trans. So when I was 15, so from ages like maybe 10 to 15, I was like wondering who am I? Because I know I don't fit in this cookie cutter. I'm not, I, I'm not, I'm not the shape that everybody else is. And so it took me, took me a long time to realize um, that, that it's okay to, to, to be different from everybody else. So when I was, when I was 15, I came out as gay and I was thinking like, you know what, I'm starting to accept my, my, not faults, but like, I'm starting to accept my, my differences from other people and my differences are what make me beautiful. I was thinking, this is who I am. This is great. This is everything. And, um, like, while I, while I felt like I was healing, I also felt like, um, that something was like entirely missing. Like I felt like I was myself, but I feel like I was only a portion of who I am. If like, if, if that makes sense, I, um, totally. So, yeah. And so like, I, I, I kept doing like all this soul searching and I was thinking like, well, am, am, am I a drag queen? Am, am I, am I not, um, am I not getting into drag and going and performing in drag? And that's what I'm missing. When I was 18, I started to get into makeup and one of my best friends, she, uh, she would teach me and help me. And then there was one time she did my makeup where like, cause like we would usually do like drag makeup and, um, outlandish would, and huge and yeah, exactly. Like the big eyebrows and the carved yeah. out cheekbones and stuff. Yeah. And, um, there was one day I told her like, can you do me more soft? Like I, I want to look more feminine or like in drag queen terms, I want to look more fish. Of course. <laughs> yes. You don't have to define that for me. <laughs> I, I want to look more fish. And so yeah. she's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No problem. No problem. And she, she, she did it. And then I remember I looked at, I walked to my bathroom mirror and I looked and I started to cry because I finally felt that I had found like, oh my gosh, this is the piece I've been missing because I, I, I looked like how I've been picturing myself in my head for years. Mm -hmm. And like, and again, I know I'm far away from like hormone replacement treatment and everything like that, but like just, just being able to look in the mirror and see just what I've been picturing. I started to like, it's the, the wheels started to, to turn, but I wasn't fully there yet. So then I did more soul searching and then I allowed myself to come out as gender fluid. I was allowing myself to identify freely as both male and female, but with the safety net of still being male, if I found out female wasn't who I am. But then as soon as I gave myself that freedom to identify as female, I started to, I started to realize that like my mind isn't made wrong. I've just been living in the wrong mind for so many years. Whew. Wow. <laughs> Please continue. Please continue. I'm, I'm, I'm in. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I, I found that I, I, I've been living in the wrong mind for so many years. And so as soon as I embraced my femininity and I embraced my womanhood and I, I found my footing, I, I, I cut the ropes of that safety net. And I just, I just let myself, you know, come out like I am Dexy, hear me fucking roar. This is, this is me. And, um, I can't tell you how, like, how, 
how therapeutic in itself is to, to be able to look back and think like, you know what, all these questions, all these doubts, all these tears, like they meant something. And it didn't mean that something was wrong with me. It just meant that I was fighting to become who I am today. I'm still on that journey, but the fact that I am here on that journey that I've been leading up to for so long, it shows me that like, sure, I may have had my dark moments, but through those dark moments, there's been light and I've been healing so much and there's so much more healing to come, but I still feel so much better than how I was before. And I wish I could go back and I wish I could look little Dexter in the eyes and say like, it's okay, sweetie, you're going to be fine. I think he knows that. So definitely. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you kind of built that bridge back up with the, um, that inner child, I think. Yeah, exactly. The, the exactly. disconnect started to happen, that um, fracturing of identity. Yeah, especially like as a child and everything too, because again, I, I was blessed with wonderful parents. Um, when I was, when I was like, a, like maybe three, four years old, I was obsessed with Barbie. I wanted to play with nothing but Barbie. How old was I in two, uh, uh, when I was three? It was like, what, 2002? It was like 2002. It sounds crazy because it's only like, what, like, like 17, 18 years ago, but like it, it's, it, that was not as a progressive time as we are in now. And the fact that like my, my, my parents still let me like, you know, like just, just play with Barbies and let me be who I was at that time. Like it, it, it really solidified like my, like, again, like, and I know it sounds weird being like three years old, but like not to feel ostracized or weird because you're not playing with the toys that you're meant to play with when you're, when you're a child. Um, the fact that I was able to freely be myself and have my Barbies and my dollhouses and like the cars and everything, like it just really like helped me come up. And, but then I also like started to get jealous. I saw like growing up too, I would see like girls with pretty long hair and like wearing the makeup and all like the all the clothes and all the accoutrement and everything. And I just would, I would feel so jealous because it's like, I want to be that, but I am not that. Hmm. But now, but, but going up through that with like the displacement, because I have felt that my whole life, that, that wasn't just like with me. Cause like my, my journey didn't start when I was like, you know, coming out as gay and everything. Like my journey has been going on since the day I took my first breath. The, the, the detachment and the displacement, like, it is such a traumatic time, but then it is also so necessary as well, because without that displacement and without that detachment and without like the, the uncertainty, it, nothing would have ever went the way that it has now. And so like, yes, like the displacement and the detachment is like kind of in a way, like you wish it never happened. But then again, at the end of the day, you're so thankful for it. And um, I need you to write songs songs about this <laughs> I need to hear I need to hear all of it I need an album <laughs> all right we, we need it we all need it because I feel so I mean I feel so inspired like I do I do these interviews to inspire other people but it's always me you know it's like the teacher ends up being taught <laughs> oh <my laughs> I'm, not, I'm not I'm not that kind of teacher obviously but it's I I feel um so so grateful that you're that you're sharing all of this with us because it's you're you're 20 right yeah I, I just turned 20 yes 
Yes. All oh, right. Right. We're we have the same birthday. <laughs> yes. Yes. We are birthday twins. We are. We are soul birthday sisters. Um. So yeah. I mean, I and I'm sitting here just tw- turned 26, and you know, way more. Like you're in a place that I only like dreamed of being. I'm now just kind of approaching that kind of maturity. Um. But the fact that you're already, um acknowledging these things and you're always receiving these things in your soul is just it's so beautiful to me and I'm so glad that you're just sharing this and you're you're going to share even more right but I just yeah, want to thank course. you already um I'm I'm taught I'm taught <laughs> um let's move to the present um what is the most significant struggle you face currently when it comes to the relationship between your own mental health and working in music today. Okay, that 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 is a really interesting question. I um I'd say the biggest struggle with my mental health is um it, it it's it's the creation of content because I really feel like certain mental states give you such fuel for um for for material and for songwriting and everything. But like when when you're because right now I feel like I, I'm in a dry spell. I feel like I'm in a dry spell because I feel like I, um, because I've been cooped up in my house away from people all summer. And um, I feel like I haven't really um, had more life experience at the moment. So I don't really have a lot to, um, I don't really have a lot to put down on paper and like punch out on the piano or anything. So I just feel like it's not that I want to be going through something, but it's like, I also want feel for, for, for more content to flow from my psyche. Um, I just, I don't know, like, cause I, I feel great mentally. I feel great. But like, you know, like it, it's almost as if like you want something to, to happen. So that way you can write about it. And I know I have like this huge thing in front of me that I could write about, but like, have you ever, and here, let, let me pose a question on you if you don't mind. Um, of course. Have you ever been, like, have you ever found yourself stuck in a cycle of you're writing the same type of song, but it's like, it's not the, it's not, it's not the same exact song, but it's the same message over and over and you can't get out of that loop. Have you ever had that? You know, people who don't like my music would definitely say that about it. (laughs) I, I think so. I have been, it hasn't been recent. Um, but yes, no, to answer your question, yes. Um, when it comes to, I think, for me, it's more technical. It's more um, the, the melodic patterns and yeah. the, um, not the lyrical content, um, for me at least, but it's the melodic patterns and the rhythms and the chord progressions. Sometimes I will get stuck in... Um, you know, I don't want, I don't want to write another demolition woman and I haven't. Um, but sometimes, I mean, you could probably consider warning label demolition woman part two. Um, even though it's very different, I do, I do completely understand like where you're, you're coming from, where it's like, I have so much to draw from, but you want it to be just, um, so you want it to be pulled out in this beautiful, creative flourish with the muses singing and the um and a lot of times it doesn't happen that way 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like for me, it's, it's because like I, for me, I always base what I write off of my mood. Like I, I never have a melody come first. I never have a melody come first. I usually like, I, I think, okay, so this is how I'm feeling. And so what chord would match this feeling? And so then I'll, I'll find a chord progression based off of the mood I'm feeling. But then I always like, one of my friends described it perfectly because I was talking to him about my music before and he literally went, sad songs are your brand. And I, and I was like, okay, but like, I don't want to be known for just like, oh my gosh, hi, I'm Dexy. And all I sing is sad songs about like, boys not loving me. Cause like, <laughs> cause like, yeah, like, like, I, I mean, I don't, I mean, we, we already have an artist that does that and she's kind of shat on a lot and I don't want to, I mean, good for her, but also like, I, 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 I don't want to be the next somebody else because I know I'm the only version of myself and I don't want to be branded for something that's been done before. Right. And so when I think about like my music, like I'm definitely proud of it and I'm definitely happy with like what I've created, but I also think like, I need to find a way to break out of this cycle because I, again, with like my mental health and everything, like I feel great, but like when I can't create stuff that I'm feeling, that's when I start feeling so um, trapped and closed in because I feel like I'm not letting everything I have to say out. But the thing is, is like, I feel like I am, I haven't had my breakthrough like songwriter moment, if that makes sense. <laughs> it's coming it's coming it will it will but the thing with that I know it's funny no one's ever said that phrase before but it there is totally we totally have multiple of those so don't don't worry okay and when you have it there's gonna be more there's gonna be more afterwards I um, mean they just get better yeah they just get better and better and better um I'm gonna when I release out of Eden um people don't um it's not released yet. It probably will be released at the end of the, of the year. Um, but it's this, that, that is my current magnum opus, you know? Um, so it's, but I know, yeah. you know, I, I feel like I can't get better than that, but I know that I can. So that was a songwriter moment for me. And what I want to say um, to you is I, it's the, it's the most absolutely um, backwards way to think about it because um, but it really works. So what I would pose to you is to, to fix this um, dry spell is to write every single day at the same time. Just wake up, maybe say, wake up, have your coffee, you know, eat whatever, whatever you do. And before you go to work, you know, you just write something. You take an hour, just write it doesn't have to be a full song. It doesn't have to be a full anything. You just write what you're feeling, write what you're thinking about, um, whatever it is, and you make that a practice. It's actually, um, it's actually part of this guy's um, kind of protocol. Um, it's not the art of war, which is like an old, 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 old classic, but it's called The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield. And what he says is that resistance um, will meet us every day. If we are pro truly pros at what we do, resistance will meet us every day. But what a pro, what a, who a pro is, is the person that does it anyway, um, that does the work anyway, that writes, that, writes the, that writes the 10 pages anyway, even though those 10 pages may be shit. Um, and 
the funny thing about this is once you start to do this, um, you start to, I guess, prove in due diligence to the universe that you are, this is your pursuit. And then things start to break, things start to come. And you will have dry spells, of course. Yeah. But this this has helped me so much. So I just like you, when you brought that up, I was just like, I have to share this with you because um, and anyone else out there who's listening who has a dry spell, do your craft every single day for an hour or however however much it takes to like write a verse or write a page of the novel you're working on or make a fucking ceramic bowl. I don't know. (laughs) You know, um, that's, that's a pro. That's a pro. Um, an amateur is someone who does it for fun and gets, um, discouraged. Obviously I'm not calling you an amateur because you are a pro sweetheart, but, um, when you get Oh, ahead of the resistance because the resistance is always gonna be there. It's always gonna be there right when you wake up, telling you, "Yeah, you're not. You're just gonna write the same thing over and over again. So why try? Um, you're just gonna. You're just gonna do this. Um, the same thing over and over again. You're just gonna be the sad girl, right? That writes sad. Yeah. Boys don't love me music, and that's <laughs> <a pro. laughs> and that's a pro because you have a higher vision you have to prove that wrong every single day. And it's an every single day thing. So I went on about that, but I just needed to impress upon everyone how important that is. If you want to get out of the spell, you have to sacrifice to the muses basically. Yeah. And I'm so thankful for that too, because like, like those are words I have needed to hear. And I, I feel like I'm only freaking out about it so much is because this is like, like, my my first huge dry spell mm-hmm. and so I'm I'm like oh god like I'm kind of freaking out but like now that I know like it's 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 always supposed to be an uphill battle like part of me knew that but also part of me was just like nah it's it's it's, it's, it's gonna come easily when it comes but no like no resistance will meet me every day and yeah okay I just gotta fight the resistance okay cool yeah, we're not exceptional here. Like, it happens to every single artist, and the ones who are great fight it every single day. They just, they yeah. do it anyway. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's one of my favorite books, by the way. I will put that in the show notes. It's, you should read it. It's called The War of Art. It's not Art of War um, by Lao Tzu, the War but of it's art. The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield. Um, okay. So thank you so much for sharing that with us, because that was very useful. Um, sometimes I need to remind myself of that as well. <laughs> um, it's never, I, I forget things. I forget things so easily. So now I want to ask you, um, from your perspective as a, um, as, a, as a trans singer, what do you see as the biggest pain point for LGBTQ plus uh, mental health in 2019? And it's a two-parter. So the second, second part of the question is, what ways do you think music is able to shine a light on what most are not paying attention to? Um, I really think that the biggest pain point for, 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 for the community is, um, I, it, it's, it's just, I really feel like it's the fear of just not being understood and the fear of like never being fully accepted and treated like people because that's who we are. It's like, like, 
I feel, I don't, oh, I don't want to get hate for this, but like, I understand we are LGBTQ people, but like at the end of the day, we are also all people. And I feel like the, the biggest pain point for, for, for people in that community, yeah, it, it, it's just the fear of just not being seen as a realized person, as a realized being, as a realized entity in this universe we call home. Um, and I, I would say for, for, for trans artists especially, it's, it, it, it's, it's the fear of always being labeled as, oh, you're, you're, you're a trans artist, you're not a real artist. And, what? Um, Has someone that, said that to you? No, nobody's ever said that to me, but I know that that's a big problem for trans I was about to people. throw hands. <laughs> oh, no, no, that's, that, that, that's never been said to me, but I know it's a, I know it's a huge problem within yeah. the industry because again, like the sad reality of it is, is like transgender people still in 2019, like we have made leaps and bounds, but we are still not seen as fully realized people because there's still people out there who think that were that, that our minds are made wrong wrong and that yeah. our, our um that that, that 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 like our journey isn't a journey at all because we're confused it's like no honey i know exactly who i am i know who i am i am an artist i am a woman i am i am everything that i was put on this earth to be and i know that like within the industry like especially for trans artists that biggest pain point is you were always i mean of course you are who you are but like you were never you you were always pushed up against a glass ceiling because you are a trans artist you were never able to transcend above that glass ceiling and shatter through it because again you are not cis you are not you, you it's it, it's a sad reality but that's the thing but there is a there is a certain artist out there who i feel like she is really doing the impossible and breaking through that glass ceiling um her name is kim petrus and she is an artist who happens to be transgender and that's the way i like to put it she 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 is like reaching levels that like um a lot of trans artists really haven't before and another notable person who is really breaking through that um she's not she's not a singer per se but laverne cox she is a yeah. trans actress she is uh she is you know she, she's an icon she's amazing like she, like they are like both kim and laverne they are really showing that like we are people and we are talented and we are beautiful and we are more than what you see me as and i just really feel like until until like the world is finally able to realize that like yes we are people we are not the gender that we were assigned at birth but the thing is we are still people and my blood is red the air i breathe is the same as yours and until you can see me with true eyes like there, there's always going to be that pain point but the thing is is like you don't let that pain overtake you you let that pain inspire you to to go out there and you shatter through that glass ceiling and you show people that like, I, 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 if I can do it, so can you, you know? Yes. You are so well-spoken. Yeah. I'm just like, I'm, I'm listening. I'm listening. I'm, I'm hearing it. <laughs> Thank you. And it's just, as far as like music shining a light on everything, I like, I, I, I'm a firm believer that music has the power to cut through anything and to hit you at the deepest roots of your soul and I, I really feel like um, if you if you use your message to to show people that like this is the world we live in and if you want the change 
be the match that starts that fire. Like, I if, love that quote. If, if, thank you. If, if, if music, if music wasn't there to, 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 to like, to, to show people like the, the darkest corners and the brightest parts and the, 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 the deepest valleys of your soul, like what, what, what else? else do we have like yes we have words and we have books but there is nothing there is nothing on this earth that stimulates you the way that music does and like I'm sorry but like it's like when I'm able to hear the first chord of a song and burst into tears like I I I, I mean I don't know if it's just because I'm a musician and maybe I have a deeper like sense into that but like like when something literally strikes a chord in your soul and you just like those floodgates open there is nothing else on this earth I, and like, at least in my perception, again, I am only 20, maybe I haven't experienced so many things, but I just feel like there is nothing on this earth like music that really shines that light. And not only like to show your face, but it shines the light into your persona, into your psyche, into everything else that really shows like, wow, like music makes my true colors shine. And yeah. That <laughs> <laughs> you are on, you're on the podium. You're on the podium and I'm saying, amen, amen. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, sometimes like a guest will say something I'm just struck by and I just like, yeah, <laughs> there is nothing to add to that or else I'm just, I'm just kind of pouring shit onto <laughs> whatever they said. Um, I, so what I, I want to correct myself then and, um, because you said something really interesting. You said, I want, because I, I totally see how um, the, the trance is kind of like this, this glued on prefix to trans singer, trans artist, trans, you know, whatever, whatever the fuck, chef, um, and, you know. And, 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 and let me clarify too, is like, the, like again, like there is like, that is the glued prefix and also like again it is something to be proud of but it's also like again like th there may be artists out there who are totally fine with yes I'm a trans artist because that is who I am and like again I, I share that same mentality but it's also like I, I, I still want to be seen as an artist, artist as well. Yeah. So so would you prefer, I need to, I need to, I feel like I, sh, I, I'd like to change my language to say, um, it an artist who is, who is transgender. Is that, is that better? Personally, I think so. I mean, again, I am not a like political activist. I'm not a social justice leader. So if there's any of your listeners who like start a fire over this, I am so sorry. But, um, I mean, I this is why we talk about it. And I, I, personally, I feel like an artist who happens to be transgender, I feel like that is fine because like, again, there, there may be other people out there that are completely fine with that glued prefix. And I, 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 I am proud to be a transgender woman. I am proud of all of this. But uh, at the end of the day, when, like, when it comes to my music, like, I don't want my music to be labeled as, 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 as trans music. I don't I don't want to say trans music, but like I, I want because because I know how the world views trans people, and yeah. I feel like my my art won't be taken as seriously. I feel like I feel like um, if you compare art to like art that hangs in the Louvre, I feel like my art would be art that you find in like on a sidewalk that gets washed away by water. Mm. 
you know? And mm-hmm. so I, I mean, I, I feel like an artist who is transgender is completely fine. I really feel like it is because like you still acknowledge who they are, but then you also say like, aside from that, they are an artist. Yeah. As, as primarily, you know, they are an artist who happens to have something different than a a different, a different path of life than you want. And most of us. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that kind of perfectly leads me to my next question, which, um, I want to ask you, what are some ways that you think that, allies in the music industry and and kind of the community in general um because sometimes it can um with all the pressure can cave in on itself um so um that we can all be kind of more helpful what are the some of those ways if you have any you know i feel like um one of the biggest allies in the music industry ever is mother gaga lady gaga uh-huh. um, she has she has um like without even like having people ask her to, she has taken on the struggles of so many of us on her shoulders. And she has shown the world that like, they are to be treated as people. They are to be respected. They like, cause they're just like me and you like, you know, like put your paws up. You're born this way, bitch. Like she is just everything. And I just feel like you don't have to be exactly like Lady Gaga because nobody can be her. But I feel like if you adopt her, her 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 thinking and you just you, you look at the world and you look at people as like so they're 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 different from me but so what they're beautiful they're beautiful and i just really feel like if i mean because obviously there are so many artists out there who 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 treat who treat people like us as people and i just i i really feel like um like don't treat me special don't treat me special. Like there's issues I go through. And as long as, as as long as you like, as long as you are with me in that fight, that is amazing. But like, I, I, I'm not fragile. I'm not something that can be broken easily because I feel like there's, there's a lot of people out there who look at people like us as, as like these fragile beings who are constantly under oppression. But like, the thing is, is like the oppression doesn't add to our fragility. The oppression adds to our resiliency. I, I really feel like not only with the strength of the LGBTQ community, but added with the strength of allies who, who really just like support and are there and just treat the music and treat the life that we live is just something that we all go through. I just really feel like as soon as that happens, that is when everything will be the, the milk and honey that runs through the river. Absolutely. I, I mean, I, I keep saying absolutely, and I feel a little bit like Gia Gunn, but I have absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I'm like, I'm, I'm tired of myself. I'm tired of myself. I just want you to like continue the rest of the podcast and just like kind of just put me out of it because I'm just listening. I'm a listener at this point. Um, ex- but I, what I, what I thought about is a lot of times, um, allies can tend to um, handle situations and people, um, you know, in this community as uh, with kid gloves. Um, and mm-hmm. like you said, if, if anything, it shows that you are even stronger, you know, like it's the, what, what you go through is, is only, is, is only a, um, it's a bolster of strength rather than making you, 
weaker and fragile. And um, I just think that's such an important distinction for people to hear um, and for you to make. Thank you. Um, because it's, it's easy um, with, the, with the climate, you know, um, while it is so, so good and important that like these issues are out there, um, it starts to get a little bit um, uh, the other, you know, like, oh, you kind of think about it as like the starving African children, you know, um, that we need to, you know, protect and, um, you know, kind of, um, what's the word? I think it's like white knight or something. Um, but it's not, it, that's not, that's not how it is. You know, we're, we're talking about really, really strong communities here. And yes, they have, there's, there are things that we really need to support um, with, but um, that can be done side by side, not from a trying to pull, pull, yank you up with, by, you know, by the bootstraps, you know, with a, yeah. like dangling, you're not, you're not dangling from the seat, the, the roof of a skyscraper, you know, that's, that's, that's not how it is. And I feel like that's kind of the way you're treated a little bit. You're not flailing. Yeah. I, I'm not flailing. I'm fine. Yes. <laughs> I'm not flailing. I'm fine. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to tweet that, tweet that right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not flailing. I'm flying, honey. And the clouds <laughs> <is> right. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. So um, we're almost we're almost winding down here. I'm wanted to ask you. I'm starting to think of in terms of vision and legacy lately um, because I'm on the other side of 25 now. <laughs> so you're so young, but I already see you using your voice to unashamedly proclaim who you are, and as ev evidenced by this podcast, obviously, you know all of the things that you stand for and you showing us that it's, it's our duty to do the same for ourselves. So what is your vision for the future? What impact are you seeking to make through music and your message? And you kind of already shared it. Um, <laughs> but if we could get even more specific. I want to say my vision for my career in music. I, I really want to be, I really want to be that inspiration to other trans individuals or queer individuals or even just like hetero cis individuals i i i want to be i want to be that extension of like 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 the the hand with the olive branch to show like we are created as we are supposed to be and i i, I want my i i want my career to 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 like to stand as a a sanctuary for for people who who feel like they are not accepted, who feel like they are marginalized, who feel like they are in the minority, like to feel like that, like you are the majority, you are the, you, you are the central character in your life. Like I, I want my, I want like, I'm going to say it again. I want my career to stand as a sanctuary for all of those who feel like they have none. That is your manifesto. Um, that is my manifesto. I that is my... on your wall every single day you wake up, Miss Dexy. Put it yes. on there. Mount yes, it, I... plaque it, do what you have to do. Weld it into your skin. <laughs> That's very painful. Yes. Please don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, 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 want, I want my music to serve as a home for people who feel like that 
they necessarily don't have one or they're still searching for one. I can't say that I have necessarily felt like I have never had a home, but I, 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 I have felt marginalized. I have felt like I'm in the minority. I have felt like I, I don't deserve a central place in my life. As, as crazy as that may sound, but like I, I still share in the feeling of knowing like I'll find where I belong and like I have found where I belong. And I want people to be able to listen to my music and listen to my words and listen to my stories. And I, I, I want them to be able to relate and feel like, oh my gosh, I'm not the only one who feels like this. And I, I, I want people to be able to, to not only love my music and to love me, but I, I, I want people to be able to love themselves because that's what's most important. And, and as far as legacy goes, I hope that I am lucky enough to be a name that is remembered in this like on this earth we call home as long as we have this earth according to climate change but that's another story <laughs> if I'm lucky enough to be remembered I want my legacy to show that like yes I was a beautiful artist and I had beautiful music but more importantly my music spawned beautiful people and I feel like that's what the world needs more of lately especially in times like this where you can't even you, you can't even say an opinion without being attacked for it. And I, 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 I mean, I, I know it's like a big thing to say, but like, I, I really want my art and my music to help inspire people to, to, you know, like push that negative thinking out of your life and appreciate the world for what it is. Cause it's beautiful and you're beautiful. And um, can I get a reminder of the second part of the question? Um, you did it. You did it. Oh. <laughs> you said it. <laughs> it was the impact that you're seeking to make, and that is the impact. <laughs> okay. It's All absolutely right. the. Can I? Can I? Is is it? Is it? I mean, I feel like it's weird to have a mentor who's younger than me, but I, you're my, you're my, you're my mentor. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. This is. This is. This is. I've. I found my. I found my. Um. My pop mother. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Hello. Not my drag mother, but my pop mother. Hello. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> ah! Oh my goodness. You are so beautiful. You're a beautiful creator. I am, this is, this has been so powerful for me. Like I am, I'm actually sweating right now and not just because it's like 5,000 degrees outside, but I am like sweating from impact. Like I, I can't, I can't, I can't put into words. Like I'm usually not dumbstruck by what someone has to say. Like so a lot of times I am because I'm, I'm scatterbrained, but like I have, this is so, this is so, so powerful to me. And I know it's going to be so, so powerful to everyone else. I just want to have one more question. If that's all right. That's perfectly fine. Absolutely. How have you created beautiful things in 2019? And what are your plans to continue to create beautiful things in this year that is almost, not almost over, but like three fourths, right? That's so sad. Yeah, we have like, we have four months left of this year. I want to cry. <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel like um, I've created a lot of beautiful things in 2019. Um, and some of the things that I've, like, that I've created, in, in a way, they've already been there. But like, um, I mean... I've created more beautiful art, even if I don't see it as beautiful, because it always has the potential to be beautiful. 
Um, I've built beautiful relationships with people I've known and like I've, I've rebuilt bridges and I have, um, I, I feel like, like aside from my journey of coming to myself, I feel like I'm also on this journey of, of repairing myself and repairing the way that I think and repairing like just the way that I look at everything as well, because I used to be a very, um, a very negative person. I really used to be, and I still have my moments where my negativity shines through and I'm like, okay, girl, you need to back the fuck up. Um, <laughs> I'm like, you need to back the fuck up. But um, I, I, I feel like in a way the repairing and the healing of myself is helping to create a more beautiful version of myself because they say you attract more bees with honey than you do with vinegar. And you know what, if, if, I can, if I can go out there and, and, and attract more people with my beautiful self and my beautiful healed and self-loved and just fully supported, not only by me, but by my, my friends and my family and the people that I hold near and dear to my heart, I would rather live my life being happy than being secluded and negative by myself. And um, as far as my plan for creating other beautiful things goes, I also just, I want to continue being a better version of myself because every day there is a new height to be reached. There is, there, there is a new mountain to climb. There's a new road to go down. And you never know if you don't go up that mountain, go down that road, you never know. And so like, I like sticking to what I know, but I also just want to like, oof, like it, it's such a well-known line, but like, I don't want to be afraid of the unknown anymore. And I want to turn what's unknown into beautiful knowledge and, and just to, just to, just to make my future and others' futures beautiful. That like, that's really what I want to do. I sound like such a, um, like a, like a commercial, but like I, like at the end of the day, that's like, that, 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 that's really what I want to do. Because like, once you get surrounded in that negativity for so long, you start to think that like that, like that environment and that world is what you deserve. But once you start to realize that like the, the positivity and the light and the love and, and everything else that comes with this new set of thinking, well, at least new for me, like you are, you, you are forever changed. And like, the, 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 there's a, there's a whole other life that like you've been waiting for that, that that's finally here and it's beautiful. So, yeah. You should have, you should have that commercial. That is no, it has to be a commercial girl because <laughs> the neg like, the negativity, like you said, is, is just so pervasive and it's so insidious and it's so sneaky and so habitual. Yes. Habitual, habitual. It's, it's not the, it's not the big things. It's the little things that will add up and trip you up over time. And so if you need to do that commercial, if you need to be a walking billboard for that, <laughs> that's what we need. Absolutely. Like it's, it is too late to be holding yourself back. You know, it's too, is too late to be afraid of, um, ridicule and persecution because it's it's you're never going to try help others triumph over it and yourself if you're hiding yourself and I, i've you. had that i've had that realization like really recently like embarrassingly recently <laughs> embarrassingly like recently so. and but yes 
the important thing to remember too is also it is never too late to embrace the beauty that surrounds you. Yes. It is never too late to do that. And so while, while, while I mean, if there's anybody listening who feels like that nothing is ever going to change, know that nothing is going to change for you. You have to be the one that incites that change. You have to be the one that looks into yourself and sees the, the stuff that maybe you don't think needs to be changed, but like, think of the way you interact with people. Think of the way that like stuff has been going for you lately, because usually you don't start to see your own problems until you really study your face in that mirror and you see beyond your eyeballs and you see into your soul and you see all of the things that, yes, it may work for you, but as soon as you start to see that like your, your ways are hurting others, you, you need to be the one that incites that change so you can act for yourself, but also act for the betterment of others as well. <laughs> that, 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 that's one of my things that I've really been looking at myself lately because I just really want to, again, I, I, I am, I am on this ever-changing journey of, 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 of just, of just, just, just of life. And I just, I, again, I would rather live a life that is beautiful and surrounded by love than be alone and hate everything. So <laughs> you are your, you are creating your beautiful life one day at a time. Exactly. Exactly. That's what beautiful creators do. And that's why you're on this podcast. Thank you so much. Thank you, Thank so, you so much for having much me. I really miss. appreciate it. Ah, oh, Ms. Dexy, you are absolutely a goddess. And we just have to have more of your goddess ways. So tell us where we can find you. Again, you also have a SoundCloud. And you left that out. Oh, I do. Don't leave that out this time. Yeah. I do have a SoundCloud. I forgot. Um, okay. So my Instagram is at X-O-D-E-X-I-E-X-O-Dexy. Um, my Twitter is at Dexy Martin, D-E-X-I-E-M-A-R-T-I-N. Um, my SoundCloud is soundcloud.com slash Dexy Music. And I am currently in the works of making a Facebook page, but that is not out yet. But um, yeah, so those are my social medias. And again, for YouTube, um, I don't know my exact URL. I should have did that before I got on here. But okay. just go just in and type. Dexy. Yeah, just go in and type in Dexy, and you should be fine. You should be fine. But um, yeah, I would love to. I would love to gain more, more, more people to share my beautiful life with. So if you feel like that's something that you want to come share with me, come give me a follow. Uh, I, I'm happy to have you. You should. You really should. Thank you so much again. Dexie, I love you. And I love all of my listeners out there. Um, I know that you're just reeling at this point and you better follow, you better follow her um, because I am. And if I am, then you should too. I, am. I can agree with that statement. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I will see you next week, my beautiful, beautiful creators. But until then, let's go create beautiful things. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> You thought this was over. Well, I'm sorry. I forgot to remind you that if you enjoyed this podcast, this this topic was so important. If you know 
a beautiful creator who is really, really in need of Dexy's message, um, please, please share this with them. Um, it would mean the world to Dexy and me um, if you would message us. She's at XODexy on Instagram, and I am at Steel Maggie HQ. We would love to hear what you have to say and what you, how you benefited, um, and the value you got from this episode. And if you haven't already, please, I would be so grateful if you would go and leave a brilliant, beautiful review um, for Mind Made Wrong wherever you listen, because it really helps spread the message of Mind Made Wrong and what we're trying to do here and all of our guests. And I appreciate it so, so much. Um, So if you get value from what this podcast delivers, I would be so, so grateful. Um, Thank you again for this little addendum. You may leave. Goodbye. See you next week.